0: Welcome in to another episode of the Bama Baseline Podcast. I'm James Fletcher alongside Luke Ratliff and Trevin Pierre-Noel. Got a big win for Alabama, and since we last spoke over the weekend, taking down Stephen F. Austin. So we'll recap that for you here in the first segment. Then we'll get you ready. For the Penn State game coming up, we'll also preview a couple of the other games that are going to happen because this will be our last uh, official podcast until the new year. Uh, So we'll get ready for Christmas as well. We'll have a list for you guys uh, ranking the top Christmas songs. So be ready for that. Uh, Get you in the mood for some Christmas uh, festivities. So we're going to have fun today. Bring it on. Uh, Guys, first, let's start off. Talking about the Stephen F. Austin game, what were your thoughts?
1: <laughs> we beat them. How cool was that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank right on Steve. the face, we beat them. Right. Uh, what, a, what a tough team to beat, too. You know, coming in, uh, they forced – they were top, what, 20 in the nation and forcing turnovers. That's and it up. was really evident the way they played defense, SFA, Stephen F. Austin, that is, the way they played defense that they create a lot of those – uh, opportunities for themselves. That's partly how they beat Duke in Cameron Indoor. Now, I want, before we get real serious about this, I want to say something. Uh, Stephen F. Austin beat Duke and Cameron, right? Yes. That is correct. We beat them in our gym. Coleman. Are we better than Duke? I think people are asking, are we better than Duke? <laughs> I, think it's, I think you
0: can draw the line. <laughs> There's proving it. Scientifically <laughs> that well, we are better than you. What I want
1: Is like At the end of the year Whenever right. they're uh, Whenever the NCAA tournament committee Convenes Meets together Well whenever they're meeting uh, And they're looking at people With like uh, Like opponents I hope they look at Duke And they say Hmm They lost to Stephen F. Austin Hmm Hmm, what teams beat, beat Stephen, Stephen F. Austin? Well,
2: huh? yeah. one real name comes to mind, the yeah, Alabama Crimson Tide. Great job, everyone. Um, well done by the team. Um, my happy number, 70%. They hit that from the free throw line. Um, they cut it down to less, or actually at 20 turnovers.
1: We're working on it, guys. Mm. We're working on it. A little um, regression from the, well, how from many? The, how many of those turnovers were in the like last minute of the game? We're trying to put it away. Well, that, that is true. Yes, <laughs> that, we, that, that's my thing. We
0: it's had a, a few turnovers there to to close things out, but uh, overall, I, I thought they took care of the ball well, considering that that's a team that wants to turn you over. Yeah, uh, and that's that's really one of their main goals. And another thing they're going to do is foul you a lot. And Trevin. Uh-huh. You love seeing those free throws go through. I love seeing
2: those free throws go through. The it
0: percentage. Is, this has made me so happy this year. 71% this this, uh, this game, but uh,
2: it's, on a, it's, on a it's high still volume. Fine. It's still fine. It's still fine with me. Javion missed three of them. Um, he had high volume shots. You know, who else? Shackelford had high volume and he only missed one. Uh, you know, they were, like you said, it's high volume, so I can live with a lower percentage in the 70s if you're shooting high volume. Um, the, they, they did a good job on their end of the floor. Herb Jones got into a little bit of trouble. But other than that, they kept the fouls to a minimum. Um, and then defensively, just block City. I mean,
1: what more can you ask for out of out of this crimson Tide team? And I'm looking to uh, player look really stood out to me in this game. John Petty, he really carried over uh, not just his his. Uh, play shooting, on the offensive yeah. end of the floor. But also, John Petty, what defender this guy's become.
2: Yeah. He's, he's slowly creeped up as the be- as one of the best players on the team. And Oates has oh, no, said that. He, he's taken great pride uh, throughout
0: this season in becoming the best two-way player that he can. We yeah. usually think of him as an offensive guy who's going to shoot the he's, ball. but
2: He's definitely looking at that draft this year. He's definitely putting that tape together. I think it was really
0: impressive to see from, from John Petty as well that, Uh, A lot of times in the past, you've seen him go 0-for-2 to start a game, and things snowball from there. Things go downhill on both ends of the floor, and and he struggles to get back into it. Well, he turned it around here. He he started off 0-for-2, but he he kept shooting, kept his confidence up, kept contributing on the defensive end of the floor, and he got back into it, ended up shooting 40% uh, from three in the game. So I thought it was big for him to overcome that slow start uh, something that we've we've wanted from him in the past, now he's given it to us., uh, so John Petty, really stepping up over these last few games, we had questions whether the shooting would translate coming back from the Bahamas, uh, you know, in more of a gymnasium style atmosphere rather than the conference hall really that they were playing in in the Bahamas. Yeah, but uh, I do want to talk about Kyra Lewis, the minutes he's playing. Can he sustain this? Throughout a full season. I a played, was, get him some Gatorade, he'll be fine. Well, I think sure he, be I think he sat Gatorade, out
1: less than 15 seconds, I think, in this game total. He was there. I mean, he was he played every minute. And I think we, we talked about this last podcast as well. Uh, with the lack of depth on this Alabama team, uh, you're going to have to have uh, players really play the length of the game, most games, especially in co- when we get the conference play. And I think really uh, – this, this is a good thing because it's conditioning Kyra to play at this intensity and at this level on throughout the season. And it's speaking volumes that he's producing uh, – as well as he is.
2: Yeah, and also notice the fact, like, the only reason I think he stayed in the whole game was because Shackelford and Forbes were kind of struggling shooting-wise, getting the ball in the basket. Um, I know I, I just prayed Shackelford on his free throw, um, free throws, but on um, the actual field point of it, he wasn't shooting well at all last night. Uh, or not last night, but when when they played Stephen F. Austin, excuse me, and for Forbes was having a tough time as well, and so you need that offensive production out on the floor, and if those guys are not giving it to you, granted, you know, like in like on actual shots that they're taking, Kyra has to be out there in order to get that that um, that output in.
0: Yeah, no Beetle Bolden uh, during that game. That was a, another another got, big sure. factor in yeah. that. Uh, but it, it was funny to see Nate Oates after the game talk about. He said, well, I think we got him out for a minute there. Check the stat She said, oh, never mind. <laughs> you know, they're really trying to get him some rest. They're trying to uh, scheme it so that he comes out right before a media timeout uh, that hopefully turns his 30-second uh, break into like a two, two and a three, half, yeah. three minutes uh, of total rest time before he checks back in the game, which is smart coaching uh, from them. And I, I think really it's – This team is going to be so much different when they get everyone back. Assuming that they get uh, the guys who are in discussion to come back back, like Beetle Bolden, if Alex Reese can get fully healthy. I think those will be two big uh, difference makers going through conference play uh, that
1: we haven't seen consistently so far this season. Well, let's talk about Alex Reese. You just mentioned him. Alex. Alex Reese, uh, season high 15 points. Uh, playing on a hurt foot. A hurt foot, isn't it? Yeah. Playing yeah. on a hurt foot. Uh, it had two really good three-pointers uh, where he gets the ball, head fakes uh, to the corner, and then pops up and shoots it. Uh, really pretty. If you ever, if you get a chance to watch the highlights from that, I <laughs> really enjoyed that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Alex, Alex Reese, uh, don't think we could have done without him. I don't think we can do it without him for the rest of the year, Honestly especially if he plays like that. So it, you hope this injury bug doesn't keep plaguing, plaguing players like him, uh, Beetle Bolton. Yeah. You, you hope it can, we can sustain, we can keep them on the floor at all times.
0: Yeah, and uh, it was also big, I think, to get Galen Smith in there. He's, he's not contributing much on the offensive end of the floor, but these, these last couple games on defense – He's stepped up. He's made big plays in the paint and really just kind of asserted himself as a rotation player.
1: Galen what? Smith, zero fouls against Stephen F. Austin. Three blocks. Three blocks, zero fouls. No, he had that, zero that, points. That deserves a round of applause. Just Yeah, of good for him. In, in, in and of itself. Playing World defense efficiently World. and being, World. you know, he had one really good pass, post pass. Uh He had real, one really good post pass to uh, Jayden Shackelford under the basket in the second half. It was just a really good look. Yeah, his I one assist for the game. That was great. That's, <laughs> that's all you need. It's all the you filling need. the stat
2: it's, sheet. It, there you go. Also, just talking about assist, right? Just I'm looking at the stat sheet, and it, it's a beauty to see a stat sheet where almost everybody has at least one in that column, in the assist <laughs> column, because that shows you how much they're sharing the ball and making sure that the best shot is being taken, and nobody's trying to force anything. Like we, like we had 13 assists to their six. That's, that, that's beautiful basketball. It's beautiful basketball. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. For, co- for college, that's good. No, for college, yeah. that's good. <laughs> speaking
1: of the stat sheet, uh, look at the stat sheet. You have, I believe it was five players in double digits for the game. Spread When's the last that, time that's happened? Spread the ball
2: around. Spread that ball around. It's working. There you go. Yeah,
1: we've seen uh, Javian
0: continue to be uh, an impactful <laughs> player on offense. Uh, he, he's, he's gotten a lot better at drawing fouls down low. You know, he, he for so, uh, for those first couple games, he struggled once he got the ball uh, with offensive fouls. He struggled to get around and, and kind of feel his way around the post, but he's really seemed to figure that out and become a, a really good player down low. Only two rebounds in this game, and that's something that's, uh, I, I know part of it is the way that we're trying to play here, and, and they want to get out fast so they allow those guards to come down and get the ball, but. And they want the other team, obviously, to shoot from the perimeter, especially Stephen F. Austin, who, yeah. who doesn't shoot well from three. But the the guards are really carrying the team, rebounding. I mean, even Jaden Shackelford, one of the smallest guys on the court, he had five rebounds. Yeah. Uh, John Petty, the team's leading rebounder, I believe, still on the season. Uh, and Kyra Lewis led the team in this game. So uh, really a, a role reversal – in terms of the rebounds for this team we we see the guards grabbing a lot of rebounds the bigs uh kind of leaking down the floor a little quicker than than maybe they have in the past.
2: Yeah, and I'm not necessarily worried about it. It's kind of, I kind of think of the Russell Westbrook-Steven Adam relationship where Stephen Adam does the blocking out, does make sure everything like is taken care of, and then Russell swoops in, grabs it, and just runs down the floor just as fast mm-hmm. as they can so that way they can get in transition and make the ball work. So I'm not really necessarily worried about Javion Davis and his rebound numbers, mm-hmm. but is he doing the little things to make sure that the Alabama team gets the rebound? That's what's more important yeah. to me. And this was know? this was our yeah. worst
0: rebounding game by far. Yeah. By far, so Easy. far. We, we had been really good on the boards, about forty, uh, 40 for most game, of yeah. the most of the season so far, and then to get only thirty three in this game, uh, difficult night on the boards for them. But hey, they pulled it out; they got the win, seventy eight to sixty eight uh, in Coleman Coliseum. And Luke, you mentioned when they do the the comparison, the head to head, who who beat the team that beat Duke. Well, it's only us and Rutgers who
1: can say that. <laughs> I mean, Two tournament teams, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, that's going to wrap up this segment for us. When we come back, we will preview Penn State and also go around uh, the Samford, the Belmont, and the Richmond games uh, coming up for Alabama as they tour the state of Alabama uh, coming up over the holiday season. Uh, This is the Bama Baseline podcast.
2: The Capstone 90.7 FM WVUA.
1: Welcome back to the Bama Baseline studios. Always just chaos around here. There's papers everywhere. There's empty cups for some reason. (laughs) One empty cup. There's there's an (laughs) empty cup. Uh, there's just it's just always in peril around here. We're a flying saucer to nowhere. It's James, me, and Trevin, and we're just barely hanging on. And that's true today. I apologize if I seem out of it today, but we are fit, we it's are finals we, week. You're good. Well, it's finals week. You're good. And we're recording this podcast right when the President's Cup is taking off, and I've got pulled up on my computer. And I like how he just admits to it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm freely he admitting al- he always admits to why he's just he's watching oh, yeah. something. I'm freely admitting the mailing it in today. I'm, I'm openly admitting to that. But no, it's a uh, uh great podcast. I'm telling you, we're just I'm I'm barely here right now. Anyway, roll time. But we're putting it together for you. Roll time.
0: Well we've got a preview. We've done our research. We're it's, gonna talk We're going to talk about Penn State. Amen. That's coming up on Saturday. Uh, We're going to talk about Samford coming up on December 18th. The only Bulldogs I recognize. That'll be in Birmingham. Then we'll talk about Belmont, uh, which we're playing on the 21st. That'll be in Huntsville. Woo-woo! And then we complete our tour of... The state of Alabama by coming right back here to Tuscaloosa, December 29th, to play the Richmond Spiders.
2: Yeah, we only go to the cities that matter. Yes. (laughs) A, a, A great tour of northern Alabama. Yeah, that's all that matters. Anyways. All
0: right, but we'll kick things off. We're going at Penn State, heading up to State
1: College. What do you guys? What do you guys see happening here? I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm just. I, we're recording this podcast a day after Penn State beat number four Maryland on their home court, mm-hmm. uh, and we're the next ones up. So, uh, guys, I gotta tell you. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. All right, Trevor,
2: Here's my theory. Right. <laughs> so I have this theory uh-huh. that you know, the the next game after a big win is always a trap game. All right, so mm-hmm. they just they lost to Ohio State at Ohio State. They lost big. All right, they lost well, Ohio by, State's gonna be the number uh, one team in the country on, next week. Hold on, they lost by 32 to Ohio State at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. The next man up was Maryland. They said, You know what? We got embarrassed at Ohio State, so you know, if we got to put all our cards into this basket, we got to make it happen. They, they have Maryland come to state college and they beat Maryland. So, my thought is emotional win, high win, you know, kind of like, you know, like when football, when you beat like your rival for the first time in a long time, and then that next game, somebody loses, like how Wisconsin did, and they lost to Illinois, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the same thing here, guys, I'm feeling it, Maryland, high win, a lot of emotions in that win, you know, uh, for for Penn State, and they're going to have Alabama come in, they're going to say, oh, we got this, they're not going to lose, they're going to lose. So, the, so there's going to be a drop-off, you're saying? I think there's going to be a drop-off. I think, I think Maryland is the abnormality, and also, just to put it in perspective, I'm also judging them as well on how well they played Ole Miss on a neutral floor because I know we can beat Ole Miss pretty handedly if we really want to. So, you know, I'm also taking that into account as well. Yeah, I think that... Uh I think we have a chance. We have a
0: chance.
1: Oh, we've got more than a chance.
0: I think I think we can pull something down. Any on given team. day, flip, flip. on any given court, any team in college basketball right now has a chance against the other one. Oh, the way is, that we have seen this okay, season Kirk, Kirk start off is, has been just it's, unprecedented. It's alien. already oh already four AP number ones going down. And,
2: and we're, we're not done. What, what, we're five
0: or six weeks in? We're, not. we're, we're, we're <laughs> non-conference.
2: This is supposed to be the right. easy part. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're setting records for non-conference uh, play, how many number ones have been beaten. And and they haven't all been against each other. It's not just the top uh, teams feeding off each other. These are There's been upsets. Uh, there's been shocking teams that have... Uh, made historic rises into the top yeah, twenty-five. Kidding. Michigan goes from unranked to what number four? I think. Number four. The, the next country. week after one week, their next game. and then lose it. it there's no um, consistency right now in college basketball.
1: There's there's there's, there's the parity. That's so
0: why unreal. I think we're gonna win. It it's truly madness.
1: It's in anarchy. December.
0: Anarchy in December. Whatever word you want to use, there is no, no order to this, but we do need to need to be aware of this Penn State team because they're going to come out
2: very and play
0: us hard because they are very good. They, Mike they, Watkins, really good player. I know you you really liked Mike Watkins, uh, the big man down low for Penn State uh, in that game against Maryland. But Lamar Stevens, also a guy who's kind of. On the edge of being a, a second-round pick in the NBA, so I think those are the two guys you got to look to shut down in this game if you're gonna you're gonna
1: come out on top. Well, this is another true road game as well in, in a tough environment for Alabama in this non-conference schedule. And again, just the schedule, man, it's just so tough. It's brutal. It's just so tough. Who, who signed us up for this? But it's it's you know how can we uh, if you're Alabama. You're going into this with sort of the mindset that Trevin laid out earlier is that you know these guys are gettable. They lost by 32 or whatever it was to, to Ohio State. To and Ohio Ole State. Miss beat them on a neutral floor. So I mean, keys and, to the game here. People. And, you see, you, <laughs> and if you're Alabama, you're saying, "Look, we're Alabama. We've we've beat. We just came off a really convincing win against Stephen F. Austin, who beat Duke." <laughs> In Cameron, in Cameron, and you beat them at
2: Coleman by ten, double digits. Double digits here, all right.
1: That's look okay. that that is a ten. That's a ten piece. Mm-hmm. Like, but, th- uh, but 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 uh, a point that worries me uh, a- as a fan is Penn State. They you see how they just dismantled uh, Maryland, especially in that first half on defense. You know, creating turnovers. A lot in the way uh, Stephen F. Austin plays defense. Just creating turnovers and playing really up-in-your-face defense with them. Uh, I think Alabama, as the season goes on, and we've seen it, you know, be a more, I don't want to say conservative team when it comes on the offensive end to where uh, passing the ball and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, becoming less careless. Uh, We've seen it, and this will be a true, true test, much like the North Carolina game was, uh, to see where they've come so far. Yeah, Uh, this this will be a
0: big game. Uh, We're gonna go in. It's gonna be a one o'clock tip off. On the Big Ten network, midday game. Finally, they got a real team on the Big Ten. Is this the first time in in Alabama's history that they've played on the Big Ten network? Probably in, think so. any, uh, in probably. any sport. Probably, I mean, I think it's a bit. <laughs> I <laughs> it probably. might be. So, if you get the Big Ten Network, you can finally put it to use, probably for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be watching the Big Ten on Saturday, um, but but let's go ahead and and talk about these other games upcoming uh, over this winter break, uh, this holiday break. Here, we're going to Birmingham to play Samford. Uh, th- this should be the easiest. Of the games we have remaining in the non-conference, but uh, what do you, what you excites you guys about maybe not even the, the matchup, but the the game and heading to Birmingham?
2: Well, I, I am a natural native of Birmingham, Alabama. I've grown up in Hoover, Sanford. It was actually 10 minutes down the road from my house, so I've been to the Sanford campus, toured it uh, many a time. Yes, that's right. I'm currently in the studio and wearing a Sanford softball jacket. We have a I am not a trader. I am not a trader. It was $10 play in Plato's Closet. This is a deal. <laughs> it is very snug in the winter. I also have a blue one that's fluffy. Alright? <laughs> so, long story short, Birmingham is a beautiful town. BJG, BJCC beautiful arena to play in. The Birmingham <laughs> Jefferson Golf cow-
1: Club, <laughs> the BJGC, <laughs> the BJCC
2: But yeah, the Bur- the BJCC is a beautiful arena to play in. Birmingham's a beautiful city. Great barbecue, amazing time. <laughs> I love it. It's a- I'm going to enjoy myself. Like, I'm going to enjoy myself. Like we're taking <laughs> a family vacation. <laughs> like
1: just saying, we're, just, we're, just, we're just going to Birmingham. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a great time. not It's a, great, the, time. We're not it's a going, great time. We're not I like going Birmingham on Christmas vacation. You either. can go to the
2: game and go to some top golf. Make the quick walkover. Okay, now top golf, I'll give you. That was a
0: that was a highlight of the trip up to Birmingham But the barbecue. I hate to let really? you know Trevor, but
2: Don't you do but Don't you it's James James it's I know you're I know team. you're
0: from Memphis. I know I, was I know just you're from you know Memphis. All Sorry. the barbecue I, spots in Birmingham are also in Tuscaloosa.
2: Not all of them, but okay. You just have you haven't tasted the good stuff, I'm just saying. You haven't been to the good places. I
1: hope we play better at the BJCC this time than our previous events. Uh, I think we will.
2: I, I, uh, I but think
1: so, but also we're not playing Texas and Mo Obama this time. So. <laughs> that is true. It should and be done. It should be done. Clemson also uh, another.
0: Sanford should be the easiest game we've had in the B J C C. Man, we are all struggling <laughs> with that today. It's
1: all we all. Birmingham <laughs> Jefferson y'all.
0: Convention Center. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we should just say the full title every time. But it, regardless, on paper, this should be the e- easiest opponent they've played there. But we know that you can't take things lightly, especially uh, this time of year, because this is when teams get caught coasting. Exactly. They get caught coasting going into the conference play. Yeah, they're they're looking ahead at the schedule. Oh, we've got we've got to go on the road to Florida. We've got to go on the road to Kentucky, and they they skip over that Samford game. They skip over maybe the Richmond game, which we'll talk about in a minute here. But th- you can't do that, especially. You're behind. You're behind. You're schedule behind here, the eight ball here, right? Yeah. You're four and four. You really need to win out in your non-conference schedule to to keep yourself in Relevant. with a with a chance uh, to make it to the NCAA tournament. Uh, provided that you don't have some amazing run through the SEC tournament or the the regular season schedule,
2: right. Because the, the, the tournament team is going to look, the tournament crew is going to be like, all right, they went 8-4 and four non-conference, but where are the losses? The losses are in Battle of Atlantis to probably two very, very good teams. Two tournament teams. Two tournament mm-hmm. teams in UNC and Iowa State. Okay, and then they're going to say, well, they had at Rhode Island, and then they had Penn, and they lost Penn because one of their players got injured, and it was also NATO's first game coaching. And also Rhode Island, first true road game. NATO's first true road game with the Crimson Tide. They got behind the eight ball there, and then they fought back. But, you know, sometimes you just get a little too far behind the eight ball, and it's just hard to catch up. So I think if you can win out here, your non-conference is strong enough that you have a case, even with your losses, like they at least went out, made the effort, played the games, and it just happened to be a circumstance of coaching change uh, style change and also like just pure talent, mm-hmm. like of the other teams that like you're gonna lose a couple,
1: you know. Yeah. Well, and you've seen that in college basketball this year. Nobody's safe. Yeah, yeah, and I think and that that helps us a lot too.
0: Yeah, we move forward and talk about this Belmont game up in Huntsville. I think you can apply a lot of what we've said about the Birmingham game to that as well. Um, of course, that there is a Top Golf in Huntsville too. There is a Top golf <laughs> in Huntsville. So, so, so I also so want to point out that my mom you want to make consecutive trips uh, to, to Top, top golf in two right. different locations? You, you can yes. do that in about a week span. That's right. I think less than, week less than like a week, less than three yeah, days. A week. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, this glad is, I got the membership. I, I <laughs> love, <laughs> I love this event in Huntsville, the Rocket City Classic. It's always a good, game, good game every year, and it's great because you have. In Alabama, you have so many fans in the Huntsville, North Alabama area that just do not get to come down to Tuscaloosa as often to see their team play. And this is an excellent, excellent opportunity uh, for them to see uh, their Crimson Tide come and play basketball in their hometown. Mm-hmm. It's great, too. I'm going to take my sister to go see it. Yeah. It's great, too, because North Alabama basketball recruiting. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling you, they are. It's important. It's important. Uh, it's an important game from a recruiting standpoint. It's an important game from just being the fan. It always, nearly always, sells out. Uh, we've, it's been what four years now. It's sold out every year. Um, this re- and this is no slouch team. Alabama's playing this year. This right. Belmont team with the first-year head coach. Uh, I'm telling you, the schedule, man. It's brutal. <laughs> it's tough. Well, but but this goes back to what Trevin was saying a while ago. Tough schedule, but we we complain about it a lot. But when it comes time, uh, when you're looking at the resume, and if especially if Alabama wins out, when you look at the resume at the end of the year, at the end of the season, you say, "Wow, you know, I was really well put together. Yeah. I was really well put together to go eight and four at non conference."
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, that final game that they'll they'll need to get, that's going to be tough, is Richmond. Uh, it'll be in Coleman Coliseum. They'll be back in a in a true home game, uh, playing the Spiders. But this is a Richmond team that's been they they've been really good so far this season. They they've beaten Vanderbilt, uh, who's still still struggling. Uh, Jerry Sackhouse trying to turn that program <clears throat> around. But uh, Wisconsin, who's had some some good showings uh, early this season, uh, they've beaten Boston College, <laughs> South Alabama. Their only loss
1: coming to Auburn. Gross. So, I yeah. mean, it, this is a good basketball team right here. And they they play that Princeton-style offense, too, which is always traditionally just giving us trouble. I remember a couple of years ago, I have bad feelings. I had bad feelings towards the Richmond Spiders because <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago they came in for the first round the NIT and they ran that rinky-dink Princeton offense, just run all over us. I hated it. I hated it. But that's a, that's a personal thing I have with them.
0: Yeah, and I look at this and I'm I'm looking here at the matchup predictor on oh, ESPN.com. We're only favored in one game
2: moving Sam- forward in the non conference. And that's Sanford. The Samford. schedule's tough, man.
0: Only a fifty one point one percent chance, according to matchup predictor, to beat Samford even. The schedule, man. It's tough, but I don't I don't think it's that tough. I think we should be heavier favorites against Samford, uh possibly even favorites against Belmont, who is a good program but hasn't had quite the year uh, that yep. they've had in the, the past few. Yeah. But they'll wrap up this segment. Uh, our recap will come back. Uh, we'll have a little little bit of discussion on the upsets around the league, what we've seen so far. Uh, even this week there's been a lot of them. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about those and then we'll wrap things up in the fourth uh, with our list. You're listening to the Bama Baseline Podcast. The Capstone
1: 90.7 FM WVUA.
0: Welcome back into the Bama Baseline Podcast. Uh, gonna wrap things up today. Uh, talking a little bit about uh, just the the chaos in college basketball this season. Uh, we mentioned it earlier in the show. Already four number one AP top twenty five teams have. Loss during the non-conference portion uh, of their schedule. That is the most in the history of college basketball. It's it never before happened. And it's not just the number one teams. It, it seems like every week uh, we see more and more of these undefeated programs fall. Uh, we see more top 25 teams uh, suffering losses. We, we see the Blue Bloods going down each and every week. I mean, Michigan State suffered two losses in a week. I mean, the preseason number one program, and you just could not have predicted that coming into the season.
2: Well, well, let's let's look at it like this, right? I just want to put that out there just for everybody, just so they know. There are there are twenty five teams in the top twenty five. Well, no duh.
1: Okay, <laughs> good analysis, Trim. <laughs> hey, oh, dude. quality analysis from Trim here, Noel. You. Thank you. We're, 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 just, what, what is so important that you had to the it with? On, there's twenty five teams. you Let top me finish. 25. Let me finish. Yes, I am.
2: Thank you. All right, there's twenty five teams in the top twenty five. Out of those teams, right now, according to the last week poll, three of them are undefeated, right now. Only two of them are in power five. Those two teams currently are Ohio State and Auburn.
1: And the other is what, Duquesne? I think it's Butler is the only well, well, sir, Butler, sir, Butler sir, just lost. Butler, lost Butler lost just
2: lost. So I take that back. It's a part Duquesne. of it, that's right. a night And win. Liberty. A night where three
0: excuse me. San Diego State is also undefeated. <laughs> yes, so. San there's team. there's five teams that are undefeated. <laughs> three As undefeated teams went down last, last night. night. We're <laughs> recording this on Wednesday, so that would have been Tuesday. Texas Tech takes down Louisville in the Jimmy V Classic. Can't ever count out a Chris Beard team. I, I know that they they suffered some losses early in this season. Like you love Chris, pretty much Beard. every team. You but love well, Chris Beard. You're I well. mean, Chris Beard took Texas Tech to the Final Four. He got Z- Zaire Smith. What is the last thing you heard Zaire Smith doing? I forgot he existed. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he got him drafted. <laughs> Dude, he got him lie. drafted in the lottery. I mean, yeah. a where is guy he who playing? Was, N- not even heralded coming out of high school and then got him drafted in the lottery he's with the 76ers now oh, that's all and right, he What's he Celtics he got him drafted he got Jarrett Culver drafted as an unheralded prospect i mean this guy takes the talent he has on his roster and he maximizes it uh, he's a great coach and 6 and 3 now uh, they they struggled early this season, like a lot of teams have, uh, but I think that they're going to turn it around. They're going to have a good season again.
2: But yeah, I just think I just think that number is crazy. The fact that there's like really only two power five teams, like really truly undefeated right now. That's, yeah, that kills me.
0: And everybody's dropping like really ones. one of the best teams. And so Auburn far, still hasn't
1: played
2: anybody.
0: One here. of the best teams <laughs> so far, I think. <laughs> Ohio State has played people. Play Ohio State, uh, they, they should be the number one team. In the they should right be. now. Yeah. Oh, without no, doubt. No. Without a doubt. That's yeah. not even hot. Yeah. I think that. Well, I was talking about his take. Wasn't oh. No, oh, not hot. Yeah. No, Cravens is always. But good. my my hot take is that the Baylor Bears should probably be number two. I I like it. That is a hot. I take. like the it. Baylor Bears have played good basketball. I've I've been able to watch them. Uh, play three or four times. I watched their first loss to Washington. Washington—that's another good basketball team. Uh, that's that's kind of trying to figure things out on the fly uh, up there in Washington, obviously. But uh, they're in Seattle, <laughs> right? in Seattle. Yes. I, okay. Are they in Seattle? They're, they're in Seattle. Seattle. Is it Gonzaga's in Spokane? Right. Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I hope you're that's right. Right. You're you're got right. right. You're right. You're right. You good. got it right. Regardless, they not lost to the Washington situation. early <laughs> in the season, but they've bounced back. They've beaten Villanova. Yes, <laughs> another team struggling. <laughs> I mean, this just seems like Villanova. Villanova always seems good finds a way. Here. We're not worried
2: about Villanova. They always find a way. Arizona,
0: who had been undefeated, and then Butler, who had been undefeated, those were back to back those Arizona and Butler yeah. games. That is, a, they're just, a very
1: good ball team,
0: and they they seem. To be good at everything. Scott Drew has a very good a team. A well-rounded team overall, the Baylor Bears. I, I think that they
1: might be among the final four contenders when we get down to it in March. It will not surprise me. This was a Sweet 16 team to begin with. That's right. They went to the Sweet 16 right here, correct? Last year, correct? I believe so, yes. Well, I mean, they, they return a Sweet 16 team already, and you see uh, – Scott Drew already it is Scott Drew isn't it? Yes. Bryce was the van Vander- okay I got it right. <laughs> Scott I'm barely hanging on here folks. <laughs>
2: it's finals um, week.
1: It's fine. It the the President's Cup is on. I'm barely making it through right now. Uh but no it, it's really good ball team he's put together. Uh especially behind Jared Butler who is playing Alvis Mine right now. Honestly and, and uh you you love to see him play good. Mm. But uh I have I have but uh, Baylor and Butler played in Waco uh, last night. This is a Wednesday, so Tuesday night they played in Waco. I have a gripe I'd like to talk about with the Baylor Bears basketball team. Here? here we go. I got a rant. Here we go. Now I know. Speak yeah. on it. I don't know the Baylor academic schedule or whatever. They they might not academic like like schedule like like the schedule okay. right for its Baylor students. So I, I can't really speak to the students, but I want to I want to go after uh, the Bears fans here, the Baylor fans. Uh-huh. Last night was a top twenty game for your beloved Baylor Bears, and you don't even show up and fill it halfway, fill up your arena halfway. It was less than half full. They kept doing the big pan out, the big the big wide stadium shot, shot, the big the big arena shot. During the broadcast, and it was less that. than half full. They should have stopped that. They should have Stop. stopped the game. <laughs> no, and here's my thing. I want to <laughs> go after the fixer upper crew, Chip and Joe and the Games. Chip and Joe Gaines. Games. <laughs> if you want to go after here. if you claim to be such all, so many people, <laughs> if you claim to be such big supporters and boosters of Baylor athletics, you need to be using your fame and power. To get these people out of their games, out of these games, because these are important, and I don't think these people realize. And yes, they had a good football season. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't just hang on the one sport here. You got to come out to these games because these are important. You had the 18th and the 11th ranked team in the country playing each other. One of your team. You've got to come out there. Now you have called out Baylor students. No, que- not the students, because they might the not fans. be there. The fans,
0: yes. And, and you have called into question the Baylor academic calendar, so I have pulled it up here.
1: Oh, so thank you, James.
0: Is this their finals week? Their finals do not begin until tomorrow, which will be Thursday, which is when we will release this podcast. December 10th and 11th, study days for the students. At Baylor University.
2: So yeah, designated study days.
0: Well, it's it's a lot like our dead week. I'm assuming.
2: Hmm.
1: Interesting. But why couldn't they fill this? I, why couldn't they but fill their on arena a day up? where you don't have class? You got to be at this game. You got to fill it up. You got to be at this game. This is a big deal. You've got you seven and one Baylor going in against undefeated eight and no one of the last five undefeated teams in the country, the Butler Bulldogs. From from Indianapolis, what a, what are you doing so there? Butler's Butler is a
0: program that they, they are always not, They there. might not be a blue blood; they're like but Wisconsin but everyone, in football. They're always everyone, there. But everyone—well, I'll say—I um, don't know if this is how you feel about Wisconsin, but I feel like, for the most part, everyone kind of likes Butler. Oh, I love Butler. all the time. You know, they're just in this perpetual state of being the one of the fan. I, I feel like they're the Boise State of college basketball. They're always they're always relevant enough, and and everyone's always kind of pulling for them. I, I think that this is a Butler team that should draw in fans theoretically when you
1: when you have them in your home arena, but I guess not at Baylor. Not at Baylor. Apparently, that that just got that got me last night watching that game. How can you not be this? How can you not be in the arena for that big of a game? That's 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 baloney, especially when we when you had just watched. Now let's talk about this too. Louisville went down. We're, we're big shift here. Louisville went down to Texas mm-hmm. Tech, right? You had uh, Maryland go down to Penn State, right? And the last undefeated, Butler, go down in Waco.
0: <laughs>
1: Three undefeated teams go down the same night within hours of each other.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, man, college basketball. How can you not love it? it's it's a
0: great thing and I mean, love it great thing and we'll we'll end uh, that discussion with that point and we'll move forward here into our
2: list our list the most wonderful part of the this podcast that's a shout out to what we're going to be doing today with our list ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages today's list top five Christmas songs. It is the holiday season. Everything is on the table. Remixes, favorite versions. Heck, if you wanna do the Rudolph the Randolph the Rudolph the Red Nose reindeer song from your favorite Christmas special, all of it's on the table right now. And as always, we start with our fearless leader, James Fletcher. Alright. I, I feel more prepared for this list. That is so sad than any other readers. <laughs> that is, had so that far. is so sad. I just wanna point that out. I don't know if it's want, sad. To want to play that. I just wanna point that. I find it exciting. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. James, five <coughs> five through one, start
0: with five. Go. Alright, number five. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. You hit on it at the top. Thank you. Thank Rudolph you. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. A classic. The more little little uh oh what are they called when you when you cut into the song and say something. What is that? Ad-libs? Yeah. Yeah, ad libs? Yeah. The more ad libs the better. When Rudolph you're singing the Rudolph the Red-Nosed reindeer,
2: reindeer. Reindeer had a very shiny nose like a light bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: just like that. <laughs> love when love when you add those in. We'll move forward here. Number, number four. four. Number four. Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Oh,
1: Ooh, That's a good, a good one. one. Ooh. Oh, that's a good
0: one. I really love me some Elvis. Got to rep the city of Memphis, of course. We're, we'll move forward here to number three. I'm going to go with a classic. Okay. We wish you a
1: Merry Christmas. Okay. Okay. We wish you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. Oh, now, hold on. Do we do we separate Christmas tunes into carols and songs? Everything's on I, the, I the table. Know. Everything's on the okay, table. Okay. So everything's on the table. Okay. All right. Very good.
0: We'll go number two. Number two. Baby, It's Cold Outside. Oh, it's a classic. Okay. It is okay. Classic from the iconic movie Elf, which we hit on last week, is in my top five overall movies. <laughs> he watches uh, it in the summer that I like what to, what to watch. I do not. I reserve it <laughs> for, the, for the month of December. I watch it a few times and then goes that's my the ball. that's my fix. It goes back until in the, ball. the next year. <laughs> okay, gets me real excited for Christmas. <laughs> Love the. movie. Santa's ball. coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. and number one, best song. In excelsis deo, what? The excelsis deo, right? You guys have heard the the classic Christmas hymn. I'm sorry. What? Excuse me. Ex, excelsis deo. No, I don't know how to. No. I know you've heard it. I, I don't. Sing mean, it. Go, In excelsis deo. I don't know what the. <laughs> I don't know what the lyrics are. Well, yeah, All I know is, growing up, they they made us do this Christmas carol thing. Honestly, that might not even be the name of the song. That's all I know it as, though. But they would make us sing it for the Christmas special. Right? Okay. We we, we the, little, the little kids choir. And we would never sing the lyrics. We would always sing In Eggshells and Mayo. <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't I don't know mayo. if the adults picked up on it or not, but oh, that's they what did. we were saying they did. They did. every year. Okay. Is it so what, that's what just is a it? fun memory from it? my childhood. What is Something it? about excelsis, excelsis Deo or something. Excelsis I, Deo. I don't know. Hey, is is that it. Spanish? I, I could not spell it. I think it's Latin. <laughs> is that
1: Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Trayvon, what you
2: got for us? All right, so I'm up. All right, so number, f- I have to do my special mention now. Because I want to get that out there. And Why I'm not like, just
1: make it a top six? No, I, no, because
0: because not right. Let me go back to the... <laughs> it's the song where they say Gloria over and
2: over again. Gloria by Gloria uh, no. Gloria in Excelsis Deo. That's yes. what it's called. It's yes. a it's a Latin song.
1: Gloria, Gloria. That <laughs> one? No, no, that one. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, I've I looked it up I, I just got, randomly typed in excesses, like excess just, <laughs> <trail>. <laughs> right, Marina, we're up.
0: gonna put it on the poll because, <laughs> because I just, am sure that
1: our listeners know up. what this song is <laughs> Okay, Says, he's, he's, I cannot I, be alone in this. You, you might. Know be. I gotta find you, Gloria? <laughs> 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 all
2: right, all right. So, I I got two special mentions. One of them is one of them. i not just making the top seven You know <laughs> what? Here's, here's, His <laughs> list expanded <laughs> while I was talking. It <laughs> did. <laughs> okay, so my special mention is Feliz Navidad. I want to get this out the way. I love, oh, I love Felice Navidad. and from my childhood, it's going to sound a little weird. "Cheetalicious Christmas." <laughs> I love that song. "Cheetalicious <laughs> Christmas" by the Cheetah Girls. Well, that's another, not in your top five. <laughs> that's not in my top five, five in the studio. <laughs> that is, Luke, I have no Luke problem. I have no problem admitting Christmas" is one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's right. not in the top five. All right. So number five. Uh, Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson 5 <laughs> That's that was a good one. That was in mine too. Yeah. There you go. Hey. There you go. I love that song. Michael Jackson's vocals. Perfect. Um, my number four, Silent Night by the Temptations. Mm. Classic right there. Classic song. Look at, look
1: at, look at. That, that. was in mine <laughs> too. Do we have the
2: same list? Hold on. Number three. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like okay. you said, you got to have That's the ad-libs. One. You know, I always like Drish Washington is my favorite ad-lib mm. in there because you know, just a fearless leader. Number 2, number 2. I have to <laughs> Why is it I only number have- 2 that
0: gets the sound effects.
2: <laughs> 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 number 2, I can't make a Christmas song list without having this special lady on there. Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas come on now. That's a good one. It is Christmas time. She makes her money right here. I gotta give her credit. Her version rocks. Okay. And my number one favorite Christmas song. This song is so beautiful. I listened to it in my birthday month of July. Okay. It is Chris Brown's rendition of this Christmas. (laughs) I love it so much. It is perfection personified in a Christmas song. Just perfect. Can you personify a Christmas song? That right there, (laughs) "This Christmas" by Chris Brown. It is so great. I can listen to it in July. That's how great it is. It is the only song by Christmas I reserve to listen before Thanksgiving. Mm. Only song. Everything else has to be after Thanksgiving. Gotta wait. Gotta wait. Except for Chris Brown. (laughs) All
1: right. Uh, number five, I've got here. Uh, there's a song the Eagles did. Please come home for Christmas. I just learned. Okay, uh-huh. All right. it's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, uh-huh. It's it's very it's a very dad song for me. You <laughs> <I> like, <it. laughs> like dad songs? Right. It's very good. Uh, number four, Jack- Jackson Five. five. Yes. See? Mama, kiss and say. It's five. so good. It's so good. It's, it's there, man. It gives you the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> No. Number three, uh, all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. Well, you, man, man. It's, it's gotta, gotta be on got the, yeah. the list. You're exactly right. <laughs> it's
2: gotta be on the list. You can't have a Christmas song list and not have Mariah
1: Carey's name in it. You can't. Yeah. No. Well like my favorite thing is like right when you get done with Thanksgiving dinner, right. Fire it up. Right, fire
2: it up. No, you don't even have to fire it up. You'll see on Twitter, Mariah Carey has dropped something. Mm-hmm. It's like, <gasps> it's my time. <laughs> this is <laughs> playing in
1: the background. Uh, number two, number two. Uh, I'll take uh, the Temptations Silent singing "Silent Night." Night. Silent Night, mm, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. A- anything that, they, that first
2: high that, yeah, that note, yeah. that that gets you every time. You want to sing along to it,
1: but you know you'll mm-hmm. never hit that note. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's pretty good. Anything they did was good. Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye never made a bad song. Mm-hmm, true, but uh, Marvin Gaye number one <laughs> yeah, some, got some custom brother in right there. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, <coughs> number one. Last Christmas by Wham. Oh, um, really, it's pretty good. <gasps> it Last was, Christmas, I gave you, you my, my heart, heart, and the very Last next day you gave,
2: gave it away. away. Okay, okay. Hopefully, Luke. we're not infringing any songs here, but okay, Luke. Also,
0: special shout out on my list: anything by Pentatonix that's Christmas themed. I
2: do like very good. I don't like, them. I don't like
1: them. I don't like them. Play, play music. <laughs> I mean, That's are you trying? are you trying to, sh- like, what, what are you trying to prove by singing acapella? <laughs> that they're better than the musicians because they can do it with just their
2: mouth. Yeah. So your yeah. mouth is an instrument, and they have utilized it to the best of their abilities. Another, spe- another special shout-out. Don't we, hate the acapellas. We, talk,
0: we talked about, during the, the pre-show, St. Brick Intro by Gucci Mane, a Christmas classic, if there ever was one, <laughs> from the East Atlanta Santa album.
1: So good.
0: So And that is where we will leave you <laughs> There the game. we go. This has been the
1: Bama Baseline Podcast. I'm James Fletcher. I'm Chun Fiona. I'm Luke Ratliff. Thanks for bearing with us today as we barrel through this quality <laughs> program. We'll talk to you in the new year. Happy holidays. New decade.